Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another great evening of the Cisco and Falzone Hour Broadcasting Politics. Tonight, we have a special guest, African-American author Kathy Barnett. Her book, Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain, Being Black and Conservative in America. Kathy will be here. She's running also for the U.S. Congress in the 4th District of Pennsylvania. We'll have her here shortly. Oh, my God. I mean, we went from coronavirus to race riots. I mean, it's, I mean, aren't the Democrats, I mean, they love crisis. They're not happy if there's not a crisis. You know, they, they, they are specialists in creating crisis. They created a virus with the uh, CCP. They spread the virus all over the world, you know, along with Bill Gates and, and the globalists and the NWO. Uh, you know, they, 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 they create madness. And then whatever they do, then they move. If it doesn't work, then they move on. They went from the Russian collusion to the impeachment, from the impeachment to coronavirus, and then from coronavirus to where we are today. Destruction of America. Because they want to bring in, they want to bring in their whole globalist, communist movement. That totally is where we are today, America. If we don't stop and we don't move forward with waking up, we have to wake up and realize what they're doing to us. I mean, New York City is destru- I mean, destroyed, totally. I mean, L.A., Washington, I mean, Philly, the whole country seems to be t- uh, on, a, on a path of destruction, all right? Unemployment, 40 million people, mostly in democratic-controlled cities. But the media... Blames it on the president. It's unbelievable how they know how to, they, they do a great job of spinning. They, they lie. They're very good liars at times. And, and just so the, the fact that we cannot get to, uh, 2020 moving forward, this is the year that we were going to, we, were, we had the best economy in the world, and we were moving forward, and boom came the, the good old coronavirus and suddenly has disappeared. You know, we were like told you cannot have mass crowds because if you have mass crowds, you'll be basically uh, infecting everyone. Well, you know, we, I, I don't know. Mark, you're, you're on the line. Haven't we seen large crowds in these protests? Yes, we are. And, and <laughs> you know, but hey, you better not go to church, man. We're going to arrest your ass. <laughs> well, even if they arrest, they're, they're arresting these protesters, they're, they're being let out right away because of the new bail reform. Right. That has been implemented. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a waste of time. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's a waste of time. And, and you totally know, I have to tell you. Mm-hmm. I've had personal experience. I've been on the wrong side of mobs a few times in New York City, in Manhattan, 
And unless you've been in one, it's difficult to describe. It's a, it's pandemonium. People are running around all over, and occasionally one of those people running around is going to attack you with something, and you have to be alert. And it's unnerving because there's people running around all over you, and if you're caught in the street, uh, you know, the, the only thing that saves you is ducking into a doorway and hoping right. that they don't smash the glass and follow you. But it's a bad experience. And what I wanted to stress on is why haven't we heard the body count of innocent people we've seen on video being killed just for being white or stolen, you know, and here's, here's where we have racial equality because both innocent whites and blacks are being killed brutally. And I want to know what the friggin' body count is. And we won't hear it from these. I, I, I can't utter the vulgarities to cover them. But <laughs> one thing I wanted to do quickly, I wanted to disagree with you, Cisco. I don't think you are the good liars. They're pick-ass <laughs> poor liars. But they get away with it because they all lie across the board. Yeah. It's the same lie. It, um I heard this term used. It's like the word goes out from the mother ship, and they all mouth it. You know, the same word, the, the same accusation, oh. the same lie. So oh, they're right. not good lies because as soon as they're talking, you know, if their lips are moving, we know they're friggin' lying. And okay. so it's clearly recognizable. But the fact is you won't see it admitted in the media because they're, they're all lying. Oh, anyway, Definitely. I'm sorry I had to disagree Let- with you. No, 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 no. That's fine. Let me, uh, let, let me, let's bring on, let's bring on Kathy Barnett, um, who is our special guest tonight. And um, let's see, she was running. Good evening, Kathy. Yes. Hi. How are you? Can you hear me? Doing well. I can hear you. I can, I can hear you loud and clear. I have. Uh, That's right. Yeah, we have already. Uh, some of the listeners who are on the line just ready eventually down the line to uh, ask you some questions. So I introduced you. I said you're, uh, you're running for Congress in the 4th District of Pennsylvania. Okay. And if, if you want to expand on that. Do you hear that interference? Uh, yeah, I think it's one of my other listener, uh, listeners okay. who's on the line. But, but oh, it, it thought- should be fun. So how, show, so how did the show how did the show go? Are you interviewing me or taking questions? <laughs> okay. Oh no, I'm, I'm going to uh, we're going to proceed ahead with uh, interviewing you uh, on on the program. But I just wanted to initially when I introduce you, uh, you'll you'll expand on what I said. I said that you were running for the U.S. Congress well, in the 4th District. So if you want to right, yes, on that. exactly. Okay. And how long is the interview for? Uh, usually we'll, we'll do it, uh, for about 40, 50 minutes, but you know, it's up to you. Uh, you know, okay. how you want to, we, we have a, we have a lot of, uh, air right now, man, you're on the yeah. air right now. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. You're on the air. Um, so we have a lot of, I'm sorry. We, we, we have a lot, I left you a message on your phone. Uh, we have a lot of uh, 
questions, I mean, uh, topics that we want to cover. And um, really, really uh, excited. And uh, I, I got a lot of excellent feedback, especially uh, from the conservative base, which is a lot of, uh, of our audience listening to you. Uh, they wanted to listen to you. And excited that you're running for, for, for Congress. Thank you very much. I am. Yes, I am running in the 4th Congressional District of Pennsylvania. And um, yes, uh, two days ago, Tuesday, we had our primary. And uh, this particular area where I am running is a D plus 6, meaning it leans heavily Democrat. And so uh, I, as a Republican candidate, was not given a snowball chance in Haiti of remotely coming in close to the Democrat uh, incumbent and in vote. Not only did we meet her in vote, uh, every single Republican vote that came in. Yeah, Kathy, we're, we're, we're having some communication. It seems like you're coming in and out. Uh, probably the, the, the Wi-Fi or the area that you're, it's, I'm, I'm, we're losing you. And we want to make sure that that the communication is, is everyone can listen to it. So you want to try or maybe? Francisco, I want to answer a question. Kathy, where geographically is the fourth district in PA? Okay. Uh, hopefully this is better. I modify some things with my phone. Let me know. If oh. not, I can call back on landline. Oh, no, yeah, okay. sounds great. Okay, sounds okay, good. Um, so Montgomery. Uh, uh, Congressional 4th District is primarily made up of Montgomery County, and Montgomery County is the southeastern part of Pennsylvania. It sits right outside next door to Philadelphia, so um, the two counties abucks one another. Uh, Montgomery County is the second wealthiest uh, county in the state of Pennsylvania. And um, I don't know how much your listeners heard about my primary on uh, Tuesday, but this particular area is a D plus six. Can you still hear me well? Oh, yes. Yes, yes we can. Okay. Well, this particular area is a D plus six, meaning it leans heavily Democratic. And so my campaign, running as a conservative GOP, I was not given a snowball chance in Hades, as I said before, in remotely coming in close in votes to the incumbent. And not only did my campaign tie her in votes, we also received every single Republican vote that walked in the door. That is unprecedented. And uh, and again, this is for a campaign that was not given, that was told we would never amount to much. And yet I believe it is reflective of what Americans are feeling right now under the leadership of Democrats. Well, man, right. I mean, you know right. what? Uh, I got some good news for you that you came on this show. Uh, I still have some strong peace over in PA. And uh, I'm going to get in touch with Cisco to get your reach info. And I'm going to send an email out on your behalf to these peeps, and hopefully someone will, will respond. And uh, some of them are large groups that could. Uh, I I love it. Good power. Yeah, yeah. I love power. it because. Good, 
Yeah, you know what, because the Republican establishment has not helped us at all as of right now. Hopefully that changes since we have shown ourselves to be very viable and that this seat is very winnable because, you know, the, the establishment, they're always counting up they're always counting up their marbles, trying to figure out who, you know, picking winners and losers. And before our campaign, before this past Tuesday, this particular seat was considered a loss for Republicans. And now that my campaign has done what it's done against all odds with zero help on a shoestring of a budget, now they're recognizing, oh, my goodness, this seat is winnable. So I am hopeful that the Republican um, establishment side of things will now come in and provide us financial assistance specifically. But, uh, but we have been operating um, off of grassroots efforts. Uh, our campaign is 100% funded by, by, by mom and pop, <laughs> by, by moms and dads who want something better for their, uh, for their future. Well, uh, Kathy, we're we're, go- we're going to do our best here to to promote and 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 make every everyone aware to basically donate, especially our listeners. We have a lot of listeners out there uh, that are would definitely would love to have you in Congress. So we're gonna later on. We're gonna uh, give you have a website, uh, a place where I we do can place where they can basically donate. And we're going to try and get and do our best to get you in, in you know, be in Congress next year. I love it. Um, our website is kathybarnettforcongress.com. Kathybarnettforcongress.com. You can go right on there and uh, uh, donate. Uh, thank you. Because, you know, I tell people all the time, I may not be in your district, but uh, we need good leadership, period. And it was yeah. the House of Representatives that impeached a duly elected president. It was the yeah. House of Representatives that during the time of the impeachment, they knew about this coronavirus. And instead of putting the attention on that, they continued down the road of this scam of an impeachment, distracting everyone, not telling us what was going on until it was, you know, literally at our doorstep. And this is the same House of Representatives that is already that has already formed committees to start reinvestigating our president. And so we need good leadership, period. I, I I love it already. I love it. you're ready for Congress. Yeah, yeah. I'm yes, you are. Aspect, <laughs> yes. So I, 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 we're going to cover the 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 aspect of of, of Congress, uh, but I want to really touch, especially um, in regards to the uh, event that happened in Minnesota with George Floyd uh, and yes. what happened, which was a tragedy, and it's been you know it's been basically has created another uh, crisis in our country. Uh, there's something that really uh, it, it's kind of that the media tends to just basically push aside, which is it should be a concern to all Americans and everyone, black and black crime. Um, you know, it's 93% of blacks are killed by other blacks. 83% of whites are killed by other whites. So, uh, this whole notion, this narrative that has been created in regards to the, the situation with, and again, not defending uh, 
there's some dirty cops out there and everything. But the fact that they do not, these political leaders, which I call them little pimps, you know, they, uh, they do not focus on these issues. And I just named both. 83% of whites killing whites and 93% of blacks killing. They focus because it's more attractive, either black on white or white on black. Uh, what do you, how do you see that? I mean, where, how could you sit there, you know, in, in the media and not, or in politics and not see that this is, this is a, this is a bigger issue, not that, that, what happened to George Floyd and, and, and Michael Brown, and it's not, but this statistics that really is destroying these communities. You know, when I think about, um, you know, just starting from the very beginning of your, uh, of your comment in regards to George Floyd, uh, I don't know anyone in my sphere and my circle of influence is pretty large, like I'm sure you guys' uh, uh, sphere mm -hmm. is as well. And yeah. there was no one in my sphere of influence that said, wait a minute, we need to see more evidence before we, before we make a decision. Right. Everyone I saw throughout the nation for the, I mean, it, it was, it was, I was very proud of my nation to see that the heart of this country rose up in unison to condemn mm -hmm. what we all saw. That was, that is indefensible what happened mm -hmm. to George Floyd. It should never happen to any person. It showed a willful and deliberate indifference towards the value of life. And I was very, I was so excited to see, I mean, saddened by that incident, obviously, but I was also encouraged to see the heart of this nation rise up in unison, calling for justice. Uh, you know, we even had the president sending in the Department of Justice to oversee this case to make sure it got the attention that it deserved. And as a black woman married to a black man raising black children from a black family, I would have been in lock arms with every single one of those protesters calling for justice because in our country, we have the right to protest, to air our grievances, and to make sure our representatives know what is important to us. But what has taken place from that moment to now has very little, if anything, to do with memorializing the life and death of George Floyd. And it's right. so very unfortunate that we have an element within our country that is bent on leveraging chaos for the purpose of making us all ungovernable. You know, uh, prior to this event happening, the nation literally shut down. Here in Pennsylvania, we're still shut down for the most part. In my area, you know, we're still shut down. And, you know, we've lost over $11 trillion at one point at the height of all of this. That's everything we've gained over the past three years in the stock market. That impacts 401ks, which impacts middle income, I mean, middle class people. That impacts both black and white. And right at the moment that we thought we'll be able to reenter into society, right when we were at the precipice of the gates opening up so we can move forward and try to save our livelihoods. We're inundated with this looting and the rioting and the vandalizing and the and the flipping upside of our um, of law and order, um, and, and and it's just it's so it's so much that we've had to contend with uh, in 2020. I mean, 2020 is going to be one of those years for the books. 
but mm-hmm. we've, we've contended with so much, and now we're inundated with this. And to add insult to injury, we have this feckless brood of incompetent leaders, quote-unquote, uh, mm-hmm. who, you know, I, I'm calling their strategy, they, they've adopted the stick-your-head-in-the-sand strategy, the cross-your-fingers-and-pray mm-hmm. strategy that this all blows over. And it's not only not working their strategy, but it's anti-American as well. I've seen people beaten senseless. Uh, I've seen a man, 77 years old in Missouri, in St. Louis, Missouri, Mm -hmm. um, a retired police uh, officer, um, a chief of police officer, a black man um, standing Mm -hmm. outside trying to prevent looters from coming into a pawn shop. And they shot him in the face with little impunity. And it went viral, apparently. And I don't see anyone from Black Lives Matter rushing over to talk about the life of that police officer. I don't hear anyone running over saying, wait a minute, this is senseless. What is happening today, the looting, the rioting, the vandalizing, the intimidating, the flipping upside of our law and order, it is not only impacting white businesses, it's impacting everyone's businesses, black and white. Um, and it just has to stop. We need better leadership. People who aren't uh, people who aren't trying to take a survey and a poll to figure out what word, what buzzwords they need to use, or what they should do and what they shouldn't do. We need people who understand that there is such a thing as right and wrong, and then they stand on the side of what they believe to be right, and that just do it. Definitely excellent, excellent. I mean, well said. I just, I, I just don't see how those four individuals, four black individuals that were not George Ferguson, have not received hardly any attention from black. Any? Black I haven't black seen, black seen anything. I haven't seen anything. And, and, and the media, forget it, because the media, that, 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 that's not really that important for them. But they have a narrative. Do, yeah, they do have a narrative. Uh, but but the, they also miss. Every week, every weekend, every day, individuals in, within the black community killing each other. And, 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 and then the abortions that black babies are killed on a daily basis. And no one says anything about that. I mean, it's, it's when no, you say black don't. lives matter, it means everyone, not just a specific group. And that's how, that's the reason the, the credibility, in my opinion, is totally, uh, in my, it's gone. It's not. It's not there. I don't. I don't see how they can be credible if they don't focus on the all the whole community instead of just picking and choosing which ones are we going to uh, be looking and seeking justice. And that that yeah. that really is why a lot of people are turned <laughs> off by some of these, these movements. Uh, now. As, as, Cisco, as a Cisco, black, yes, yeah, yeah, go, go, go ahead, please interject. Yeah, go ahead, Cisco. Yeah, no. I, I wanted to say that Kathy has been inspiring me, uh, especially yeah. when she mentioned the uh, House of Representatives and the BS impeachment. Uh, I wanted to point out where's the House of Representatives now? Oh, they in their in, in their million dollar home, hiding in a bubble. Yeah, That's right. where they are. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I wanted to make the observation, we no longer have a House of Representatives. We have a House of ill repute. And guess who the madam of that brothel is? That's, yes, Nancy Pelosi. 
And that is, that's one of the reasons why I'm running. I'm running to retire Nancy Pelosi. We need to take the gavel out of her hand. Any seat yes. that we could is worth its weight in gold, and you're worth your weight in gold. Oh, definitely, I also definitely, wanted definitely. to point out that the lead candidate for the Democrats so far is laughingly uh, Joe Biden. Now, what scares me about him is several things. Number one, when he did have all his marbles, he was a pervert and a pedophile. <laughs> so, number two... Now he's lost his marble, so now we have a demented pervert pedophile, you know, <laughs> the standard bearer of this so-called political party. Thank you. I had to interject. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I I see no proof of him being a pedophile. What I have seen, however, I mean, or or his own words. We could just take him at his own words about little black boys and girls rubbing the hair on his leg. How weird is that to bring up in a public conversation? I mean, you don't get the hashtag creepy Joe. You don't get the hashtag creepy Joe for nothing, right? Snipping people's hair, touching women. Now we have Tara. Raping children, boys and girls. Oh, well, I, I, I have not seen that, and I don't, right. Well, I haven't seen that, and, and I can't comment on that. Okay, well, believe it. I've seen numerous ones. Okay, moving on. Yeah, yeah. Let's move. 732-539, do you have a question for Kathy? Hello? Yes, a question. Do you have a question? Yeah, you have a question for Kathy. You're on the air. I don't really have a question. I'd like to just say that I'm enjoying the show, and I'm pretty much agreeing with most of what she's saying. So I don't have anything to answer to say about it, except that I think she's doing a great job and I hope she wins. Definitely, definitely. Yes. Thank you so very much. I appreciate that. And I would love to ask you if you're able to contribute to what it is that we're trying to do. This is going to be a um, an, uh, um, a, a battle for sure. Uh, my my The incumbent here. She is. Uh, she received twenty million dollars from the Communist uh, Nationalist Party from from the Chinese mm-hmm. Nationalist Party in wow. 2018. Her husband's business did while she was running for U.S. House of Representative uh, in 2018. She uh, her husband received that money for their family business. In January, started filing bankruptcy in May, I believe, and uh, started selling their assets by December of that same year. Uh, the $20 million that they received from the Communist Nationalist Party, uh, you know, it was for the business, and it was five times the value of their, of their business. I mean, if you're going to pay five times the value of something, clearly – that company must have an outstanding vision for their future. Well, if that's the case, why are you filing bankruptcy four months later? Uh, and, and so I don't have $20 million or any portion thereof to invest into my campaign. Uh, she's also getting to have gotten money from George Soros. Uh, that's no. not a news flash around here. So if we want better leadership, we're going to have to – contribute to get that better leadership because I'm not getting money from China and I'm not going to get George Soros's money. And the, and the Republican establishment as of right now has not contributed a dime to our campaign. Our campaign is solely funded by people like your caller. 
Um, and so I would just ask each and every one of you, if you want better leadership, people who will literally represent you. What, I'm not a career politician. This is my first time ever running for office. I had no intentions of ever running for office. I am doing this because we need to preserve this nation. Kathy, Kathy, have Kathy, you given Kathy. out your website yet? Yes. But yes, you, my you, website you, is com. And it has Barnett is, is, is two T's or one? Yes, it's Kathy with the K, A T H Y, Barnett, B as in boy, A R N E T T E, for congress.com. Okay, Kathy, I'm, we, glad, I'm glad I asked. Definitely. Kathy, we have another caller. Let's see, 843251. Do you have a question for Kathy? Oh, okay. Apparently she does not now. Uh, okay, so. Uh, I'm moving on to the next. In regards to um, Blexit, for anyone out there that does not know, it's black Americans leaving the Democratic Party. Uh, have you seen an increase in, in the numbers of black conservatives out there in, uh, on your campaign trail? Uh, I mean, just in general, right? Uh, you know, uh, prior to COVID-19, you know, we all saw the polls that said 30% of black Americans are, um, are uh, approve uh, the work of President Trump. Um, you know, who knows what that number is today. But I do know, you know, like I tell black people all the time, we are, the black community is the Democrat Party most loyal constituents. There is no group of people who are more loyal to the Democrat Party than black people. We have been on the Democrat, what we call the Democrat plantation for 56 years. And like I asked black people, what exactly have we gotten for our loyalty? We know what the Democrat Party get. They cannot get the White House unless they get 85 to 90 percent of our vote. So we know what they get. But what exactly have we gotten for our loyalty to this party? And, you know, I mean, and so that message has been resonating, especially under, again, post-COVID-19, just looking at the results of President Trump. And I tell people all the time, you don't like President Trump? Okay, fine, I don't care. But have the good sense to know when someone is working in your favor and then get out of the way so they can continue to work in your favor. Don't be a stumbling block when someone is literally working in your favor. And under President Trump's administration, whether you like him or not, it's undeniable. He has come into office, and within the first three years, he addressed every single issue the black community has ever brought before either side of the political aisle. So whether you like him or not is of no importance to me. It is looking at policies and right. not being so emotional and voting for people who are actually working in your favor. Well, one of the things that President Trump did was basically he's funded black colleges that no other president has ever done. Mm -hmm. Not even Obama. <laughs> not, even, not even Obama. So not even Obama are, are receiving more money today because of President Trump. But, you know, you wouldn't know that because the, the, the lying, corrupt, fake media. Black people don't even know it. Right. Don't know that. That's number one. Number two, he did, he did sign one of the uh, criminal justice reform. Yeah. 
the first cool. step act and then the second step act. He even um, earned a, um, an award by a predominantly black organization for his efforts um, in uh, justice reform. Um, and prison reform, that's huge, but no one really wants to put any uh, spotlight on that. No, but they are, they are focusing on the, the, the Democratic bail reform that actually arrests people and then they let them out right away. So, you know, and then it's basically uh, a sham that they're um, practicing. Now, the next You know, I mean, like, what? Mm-hmm. No, no, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, you know, I mean, again, I mean, it's time out for lip service, right? We have in Minnesota, uh, you have the, the governor, he's a Democrat. You have the um, uh, Attorney General, Keith Ellison, he's a Democrat. You have Amy Klobuchar in the Senate, she's a Democrat. You have Ilhan Omar in the House, she's a Democrat. You have the mayor of, of, of Minneapolis, Democrat. The chief of police, Democrat. You, it's, been, it's been Democrat controlled. Uh, since the 70s, the mid-70s, and, right. you know, and so they've had many opportunities to effect all of this change that they keep talking about today, uh, and yet what have they done? Uh, Joe Biden has been in office longer than I've been alive, so what exactly is he going to do today that he hasn't had, en- had, hasn't had enough decades to do already it's time out for being manipulated it's time out for being for a lip service we need people who truly understand what it is that we're contending with as a nation and will actually go in and make laws that does not just benefit one segment of the population but benefits the nation as a whole and you know what what's really interesting too is the fact that we, we have a young lady also in Maryland who just won uh, the primary who's going to be running for the Elijah Cummings uh, position. So that you're starting to see more African-American women that are conservative that are running for office, which is great. It is. And I think it's been inspired by President Trump. I mean, I would have never, you know, I mean, uh, so much of our politics is, you know, um, people, I remember Hillary running. I remember some conversations in the air that it's her turn. It's her turn. Uh, what do you mean it's her turn? We don't have um, uh, kings and queens here. What do you mean it's her turn? And from the highest office all the way down to the, the, the lowest of the local office, we have people who are groomed and, 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 touched, on the, and, and um, touched on the head that, okay, now is your turn. And these people have ties and loyalties uh, to others and not to the people that they're supposed to represent. I often say the problem with D.C. is that you don't have enough uh, Joe the Plumbers and little black girls who grew up on pig farms representing the people. Instead, you have way too many Ivy League graduates and lawyers. And that is the problem. I mean, I, I think that's the core of our problems in America. We need people in who will represent us who will be our mouthpiece. Yes, exactly, exactly. We, we, we're, we're definitely lacking that, totally lacking that aspect of, uh, and, but I'm glad that, uh, and, I, and I, didn't, I couldn't remember the name, it's not Presley, it's Kimberly Klasick. 
She's a conservative yes. commentator, and, and she won the GP, GOP special primary in Maryland for the congressional seat for Eli Cummings, which is great. I'm so happy that we're, we're getting uh, more women, of course, and more conservative women, African-American women, that are running for office. Uh, and, and, you know, the, even the different communities, Hispanic community, but they tend to be more aligned. They have conservative values, but they tend to vote Democrat. I understand that, you know, in, 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 in 1964, when Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act, that he got a large percent. He got 94% of the, of the black vote. And they tend to basically fo- still focus on that Civil Rights Act that was, that was uh, signed by Lyndon B. Johnson. But like you said before, what have they done? I mean, they've controlled urban America for 50-something years. Mayors. 56 years. 56 years. And what have they produced? We still have the drug dealers on the corner. We still have the abortion clinics on the corner. We have the pawn shops and the liquor stores and nothing else in, in these urban communities. And that's, I think that's the, the problem that why all the cities that have had problems with these riots are, have been in democratic cities. Yeah, I mean, almost, I mean, and unless I'm missing some numbers, most of these cities where the riots are, um, are Democratic strongholds, whether it's many, um, Minneapolis, uh, Los Angeles, Atlanta, even here in Philadelphia. I mean, these yeah. are Democratic strongholds. Um, and that's a glaring fact that they would like for us to pretend doesn't exist. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, I mean, you, the only thing I can do is tell my story, right? Uh, I am a little black girl who grew up on a pig farm in southern Alabama. I grew up in a home with no insulation, no running water, an outhouse in the back and a well on the side. I grew up below the bottom rung of the economic ladder. I literally had to look up to see the bottom rung of the economic ladder. And what I can tell people uh, is is my story of how do you – climb from up under a rock, what felt like a black hole, and so many obstacles were placed in front of me, and yet, because I don't recall anyone ever looking at me and telling me I'm a victim, I became the first in my family to go and finish college. I spent 10 years in the uh, the military. I worked in the financial industry, corporate America, an adjunct professor of corporate finance, I I speak to millions of people uh, routinely. Um, I just authored my first book, uh, uh, Nothing to Lose, uh, Everything to Gain, Being Black and Conservative in America, that went number one on Amazon two months in a row. I know I'm so excited. And now I'm running for Congress. I mean, from a pig farm to running for Congress, my story only takes place here in America. I am not confused about that. Uh, this is truly the land of hope and opportunities. And I see a country that still has tremendous hope and opportunities. But we got some cleaning to do. We need to get these liberal progressives out of office if we stand a chance. Because let me tell you, these paid agitators, which I believe the overwhelming majority are, 
um, you know, yes, we have a right to protest. And yes, you have a right to be angry. But you don't have a right in this country to pick up a brick and throw it through someone else's building. Yes, you have a right to be angry, to protest, to air your grievances. You don't have a right to assault people, beat them down in the street, vandalize, burn up stuff because you're angry. You don't have that right in this country, and we should not be giving these people space, as many mayors across this nation has proclaimed, in order for them to vent. I mean, that's foolishness. You don't have a right to do that. And we need people in office who recognize that this nation is the greatest nation that has ever existed because it's founded upon the greatest political document ever written, the U.S. Constitution. But the U.S. Constitution is about law and order. And what we're experiencing right now is the flipping up on on top on top of this head of law and order. It's the antithesis of law and order. We need people who understand what is at stake. We need people who understand, you know, the, the, the greatness of this nation. My story from a pig farm to here only takes place in America, and I want to preserve that for the next little boy and the next little girl who find themselves up under a rock but want to climb out of that. That's a fantastic story, and definitely, we're, we're, I'm excited. I, I mean, you're blowing me away, and you're blowing. I'm getting um, some of the feedbacks uh, from. Uh, wow, she she is energetic, electrifying, you know. So it's 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 definitely. Let, let's touch on on the economy, okay? Because I want I want to get a perspective of, of how you see the economy. What what are things that you look at when you get elected in regards to working on policies that you believe do you believe in 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 in, in, the, in the in what type of tax system do you do you do you see us as a country using listen uh we got some work to do <laughs> before covid 19 you know uh we were i was talking primarily about uh you know uh, the new way forward which is democrats uh, idea uh, that it was passed in the House, their immigration reform bill that literally redefines what it means to be an American. Uh, each portion of that bill is utterly ridiculous. And then it crescendos at the end with the section they titled Right to Return Home, which means when this bill, if this bill becomes law, it becomes retroactive. And every illegal that we have deported, they will have the right to return home back to America at right. taxpayers' expense. And so before COVID-19, I'm, I'm thinking about that. After COVID-19, I'm still thinking about that. But now, after COVID-19, China needs to pay. And we need leadership that is going to make China pay for what they did. They knew in a six-week span of what it was that they were dealing with. And they did nothing to stop the spread of the Wuhan virus. It did not spread to Beijing because they stopped it and quarantined it. But they allowed people for roughly six weeks to go in and out, in and out of the Wuhan province, and no one said a word. And now we have a hundred, over 100,000 Americans who have suffered, who have died, and our livelihood is, you know, literally on a tightrope right now. So China needs to pay. And I keep asking people around here, do you really think that my incumbent, our incumbent, is going to hold China accountable after taking $20 million from a former member of the Chinese of the Chinese Nationalist Party? I don't think so. 
Next, okay. we got to make sure, as we're looking at policies, we got to make sure that the agitators behind uh, what we're seeing right now, this rioting, this looting, all of this foolishness, that they're held accountable as well. I love what the president has said about um, about uh, 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 calling or I forget, I forget the word, but calling uh, Antifa um, a terrorist organization. That's exactly yeah. what they are, a domestic terrorist organization. It fits the definition. Google the definition of domestic terrorist. That is yeah. what Antifa is displaying in front of all of us. And I believe that we need to hold not only the little white boys and girls in Antifa who are out here talking about Black Lives Matter accountable, but we also need to hold their funders, their, back, their financial backers, accountable mm -hmm. as well talking about policies furthermore i mean we got an issue we see what china did uh you know over 90 percent of our um of our protective um personal uh, gear our medicine um and other things are made in china is controlled by china that's a that's a problem to have a communist country that is again the antithesis of our ideology here in america having so much control over um over necessary equipment manufacturing medicine all of that so we need to start we need people who will go into office and begin to create policies that will incentivize manufacturing facilities to either come back to our country here or to at least decouple themselves from China. Those are just some of the things we're going to have to con contend with, in addition to, you know, infrastructure and things like that to get good jobs coming back into this country. And that is going, you know, I would love to say we're going to just cut taxes for everyone. I don't know if that's possible now that we're living in, you know, post-COVID-19 environment. But what I do know is that we do not need another welfare program. Now, Democrats won't call it welfare program for the mass for the masses in America, they're going to call it direct cash payment. They're going to call it another stimulus package, another stimulus bill. They're just waiting and just biting at the, um, at the heel to be able to write another $3 trillion, $4 trillion bill, and we don't even know where this money is going to. We need to hold people accountable. Uh, one last thing. I think it's very interesting that as they're cutting these trillion-dollar checks, I have not heard anyone on either side of the political aisle talk about opening up the books and start cutting spending in unnecessary areas. There's a lot of pork in our books. There's a lot of things that can be trimmed, some of the fat can be trimmed off of. I haven't heard that conversation at all. All I hear is people continuing to talk about redistributing wealth with one stimulus a welfare program after another. That's, that's again, well said. You covered, you covered a lot of stuff that I was going to touch on. But one thing that I, that I did want to mention, uh, you know, the Democrats have been pushing this universal, universal income, which basically will, will, will allow the government, us, the taxpayer, to provide everyone with a, a constant $1,000, $2,000 checks a month if once you're in congress would you veto something like that oh of course oh my goodness i mean you know yeah. i i walk around asking people all the time how do you like socialism do you like it how does it feel to you 
first they're talking about all of these these programs and people can't people aren't even getting the money i know a, a tremendous number of people who still haven't gotten money from the second um uh, stimulus program that they put out um you know so you have all of these promises you have all of these dangling of the carrot of what the government is going to do don't worry you're going to lose your business but we'll take care of you just sit back and relax and nothing is happening uh, I mean, this is a taste of socialism, what we're experiencing right now, this authoritarian power grab. And they basically just tell you, sit back, shut up. We're the experts. We know better, even to the extent of losing your livelihood. I mean, I have, I've had to work very hard um, to get from where I came from, from that pig farm in southern Alabama. And now they will look at me and say, just shut up sit down, we're the experts, to the extent of losing everything. I refuse it. I refuse it. And it makes me so upset. And I know that my story, although the details may differ from other people's stories, we've all had to work hard for what we've, what, for what we've earned and gained. I had to discipline myself. I had to, I had to sacrifice. I had to do a number of things. To, you know, to be able to scratch myself out of a hole and to create a life for myself. I know what it feels like to stand in front of an empty refrigerator and wonder where the next meal is going to come from. I know exactly what it feels like. My mother was a single parent, you know, right. to live, to be at home sitting in the dark because she couldn't pay the light bill. I know what that feels like. I have, and I've worked very hard to make sure that my own children does not know what that feels like. And although, again, the details may differ, my story is, is reflect is representative of so many other people's story who did not, you know, who aren't trust fund babies, who don't have the luxury of just sitting at home until all of this blows over, right? Who, who's walking around with armed guards and gated communities, and they don't really have to worry that much. We don't live like that. Uh, but we know what it, but I understand what it takes to preserve what we've built. And that's the kind of leadership that we need. Definitely, definitely. It's, it's, you know, we have not had that leadership. And then when President Trump has actually tried to implement programs and policies, he's been shot back by, by the House. And that's the reason I've said on this program, we need to regain the House and have the Senate. And you'll see a huge change, but we have to get rid of, we have to have true conservatives. We cannot yeah, have, Exactly. I was just about to say that. Have, we cannot have any of these rhinos that pretend. Paul Ryan's, right. Yeah, exactly. The Paul Ryan's of the world. But I wanted to, wanted to mention, I'll ask you in regards to coronavirus has impacted the Hispanic and the black community the most, especially in areas, yeah. in, in the urban areas. How do you how do you grade out the 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 performance of of a lot of these black leaders who are in Congress and even in the Senate? Oh my goodness! Uh, I'm sure most of your listeners will would remember the last State of the Union address, and as the president had one black or one Hispanic person who scratched themselves from up under a rock to stand up to tell their story of how under his administration they have had an opportunity to, you know, to create um, um, a respectable life for themselves, the camera will pan over 
to the black caucus and they're sitting on their hands. When the president <laughs> talked about, you know, uh, reducing or that black unemployment is the lowest it has ever been in the history of this nation, not just black unemployment numbers, but even the spread between white unemployment and black unemployment had decreased for the first time ever. Uh, you know, the number of women that are going into and back into the workplace. And then the, the president is talking about that. You pan over to, you know, the women in white on the Democrat side or the black caucus. And again, right. you see them sitting on their hands. I mean, that's what they, that's what they feel about black, about the progress in this nation. Got it. Got it. Wow. Uh yeah, you want to go ahead and, and also give your website again and, and um, the name of your book, which uh, we're definitely going to promote it here on on the Cisco and Falzone Hour, Broadcasting Politics. And we'll definitely um, do that. So if you want to go ahead and name your website, give your website out again. Yes, exactly. The name of my book is Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain, Being Black and Conservative in America. Uh, it chronicles my life of, you know, my story, my genesis. Uh, uh, if you Google my name, you see you can see some stories about, you know, um, about, you know, some of the obstacles of my genesis. Uh, the fact that I was born into the Democrat Party, just like I was born into brown skin. Uh, there was no distinction. I don't remember any conversations. You're black, you vote Democrat. And and, right. and so it just kind of walks through the, the false narratives that the Democrats provide and me kind of looking at those narratives and actually seeing how do they actually play out in, um, in our lives. Um, so that's my book, Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain, Being Black and Conservative in America. And you can go to my website at kathybarnettforcongress.com to donate to our campaign, my book can be purchased anywhere. Books are sold on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere. Definitely, definitely, we're we're going to be pushing your book and your website. And definitely, thank you again for coming on. Uh, thank you for taking time to um, and and we hope to have you back once you're in Congress. Thank you. Have me, have me back before then. <laughs> Thank you right. so much. Definitely, definitely, and and, and, and we, we will be in touch with you, all, Kathy. Thank you so much. You guys take care. Blessings. All right. Have a good Thank evening. You. God bless you. Well, we just had Kathy Barnett. Unbelievable. She is fantastic. Everyone in Pennsylvania, you got to go out there and vote for Kathy Barnett. She's she'll be a great, great congresswoman especially in Pennsylvania, which really is still on lockdown. Unbelievable. There, it, it just, we need Kathy Cisco, there. I was serious. Cisco, I'm going to reach out to some uh, heavy hitters Good. out there. Uh, so uh, we'll have to uh, be in contact off, off air to give me her reach data, okay? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. But I think I think again she hit she hit the the right points. Uh, she's ready. She's ready. I, I think the re yeah, Republican side. I loved her. I was going to ask her uh, to marry me. I loved her so much. <laughs> I, I, we we need the the, the Republican establishment establishment in Pennsylvania to support her. 
because well, good luck with that. I, you know, I, I, I can't say I'm going to re- – the heavy hitters I know are outside the party. You know, I'm – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, in no definitely. quarters am I known as a friend to the party boys, Republican <laughs> or Democrat. Anyway, Mark, I'm just stepping up for uh, – take over and just uh, rant as much as you want. Hold on. I'll be right back. Okay, folks. Um, I wanted to say I'm very – have you seen pictures of downtown Minneapolis or sections of Minneapolis. It looks like something out of uh, war-torn Middle Eastern, you know, Syrian, Russian, Kurdish, Turkish uh, war zone. That's how it looks. It's pathetic, pathetic. And as everyone's been pointing out, you can't help but notice it's an all-Democrat-run area. So wait a second. Uh, I've seen cities burning. Wait a second. You have a black mayor, a black police chief, a black chief prosecutor. What the hell do you want? I mean, uh, uh, what, is, is the dog catcher not black? Is that the issue? I mean, why are you uh, burning your, your own sections of town and hurting your own citizens? Now, I, I wonder how people are going to go out and get groceries and stuff. Now, I'm not talking about New York City particularly, because in New York City, you'll always find things open in, in sections. Uh, but in some of these smaller cities, in some of these smaller sections, you know, the only food store burned to the ground. Okay, what's your next move, brain surgeon? Now that you've done this to the poor people, to... To, to the people you're, you're supposedly uh, advocating for. It's like, come on, come on, stop the bullshit. It's all bullshit, this race angle. Uh, just like the women's movement is all BS, you know, it's only uh, Democrat women or leftist women. It's not all women. Uh, you ask Tammy Bruce about that. But uh, so it's just like the same thing. It's, it's, not, it's not all black. It's only, you know, did, did you hear the number? Last year, there were nine unarmed black persons killed by police. Now, of those nine, some of them were killed by black police officers. Other ones had uh, uh, knives or had had a gun in the car and was flashing it. Nine. Nine out of 320 million people. Now, I heard some... Them jackass, I don't know which one it was, saying that there's genocide going. Genocide. Just nine people killed in this fashion. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm not saying well, we all, have, we have all nine are fine and good, but it's nine. That's not genocide. Yeah. That's not racism. And it's sure as hell not systematic racism. The term that they keep on using that I want to stick it down their lying <laughs> throat if I could. Just yeah. call you back. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. Uh, we okay. have 60 Okay, both barrels are empty after you. <laughs> oh, I wanted to say one more thing. Yeah. We are here as uh, from Students of a Better Future is our is our mothership. Stu- students for a Better Future, yes. And Doreen Ann, who's our show writer, she is fantastic. And we thank her every day 
because she is incredible. And I uh, refer to her as her highness. Highness. But anyway, I, I just want we have in the next couple of weeks we have very very interesting guests. It'll be a surprise. Just as exciting as Kathy Barnett was tonight, the next congressional uh, woman running for District 4 in Pennsylvania. But God bless America. We'll, we'll, we'll see each other and hear each other next week on the Cisco and Falstone Hour broadcasting podcast. Adios. All right. Have a good one.